4: Hello and welcome to episode 673 of the VEASAN Market Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Applebaum. What's going on, everyone? Happy Wednesday. We are halfway through our betting week. And we got a lot to get to today, guys. Today is the final day of the MLB regular season, Game 162. And we have some win totals hanging in the balance because I uh, actually totally forgot about this one. Uh, My buddy uh, tweeted me and reminded me of this. I have so many win totals, sometimes you forget about them. But I do have uh, the Toronto Blue Jays over 91 wins. So they do have a doubleheader today. I'm not going to jinx it right now, but we need one win if you took the Jays over 91 with me. And then also, the one that we are absolutely living on a prayer, that I'm feeling like they're just teasing us to make us feel good, and then they're gonna lose today. But who knows? It's game 162. Anything can happen. How about the Colorado Rockies getting another win yesterday? It's unbelievable. Playing the the mighty Dodgers here, but obviously Dodgers have nothing to play for. Colorado eked it out five to two yesterday. There's also a morning bets underplay. If you listen to morning bets under eight, I didn't talk about it on the pod because it got down to seven and a half. So you missed the number on that one. But early bird got the worm, and Colorado now sitting at 68 wins at over 68 and a half. Is there any chance Austin Gomber can beat Clayton Kershaw today? We shall see. They're a plus 280 dog. So, But you're telling me there's a chance, as Darush likes to say, uh, all of my Dumb and Dumber fans out there. So let's see if Colorado can actually pull off a miracle or, you know, rip our hearts out and dance to the beat. But a couple win totals, uh, depending on a lot of different win totals that are on the number right now. So it's game 162. I do have four bets in Major League Baseball that I'm excited to share, along with uh, an interesting trend that we've seen in uh, the final game of the regular season, game 162. Then also, guys, a big college football game tonight. We talked about a game that we've been monitoring for a couple of days. I think I mentioned it either yesterday's pod or the day before. Uh, there's a dog that I'm looking at right now, and the line it continues to move. Toward this contrarian dog. So we'll update you on a big sweat for tonight between SMU and UCF. And then also gonna get ready to uh you know update some numbers here in the NFL. I actually have a play already that I've just submitted this morning. I, I jumped on Follow the Money with Mitch and Paulie and kind of walked through this play. And as I'm talking about, I heard, heard Paulie say, yep, I'm on that one too. So it got me excited that wise guy like Paulie is with us on this one. But I'm gonna give you a perfect example of what to completely lay off of because there's no edge and then an actual play for tomorrow that I did play uh, this morning for Thursday Night Football. So we'll talk about that, what makes you bet a game, what makes you lay off a game. I think it's a great teachable moment. We shall see. Uh, But then also got some updates across the board with a lot of NFL numbers. So there's eight games overall. And, again, as every day we get closer to the weekend, the board starts to get a little bit clearer. So I'm excited to share these games with you today on a big – Game 162, final day of the regular season. Uh, but before we dive into everything, guys, uh, looking back toward yesterday, one and two. So these last few days of MLB season, it's been erratic. It's been rough here. One and two yesterday, we got the Milwaukee under our experiment taking unders, not that great. One and two, minus 1.15 units. But we got Milwaukee, the White Sox. I feel like I bet against them. They win. I bet on them, they lose, and I bet a total it goes the other way. So White Sox, I should have known that going into it. Houston won ten nothing, couldn't get that, get that under either. Then the Red Sox won, it was weird. Like it was one nothing in the fifth. I'm like, okay, we're looking to go to their under seven and a half. Then Xander Bogarts hits a grand slam. Like, oh, here we go again. Uh, I'd actually, I'm actually, you know, okay with the fact that that was a rain-shortened game. And remember, guys, when you have a play on a typically, what they'll do is if it's a rain-shortened game, they called that one in the fifth inning between the Red Sox and the Rays as a five-nothing win. Uh, but they'll pay out typically the money lines. They will not uh, grade the spreads or the total. So that was just kind of a. Basically a push and no action. You got your money back there. But we'll see if we can bounce back and finish off the regular season on a high note here. And then I'm ready for the playoffs. I don't know about you guys, but MLB's been pretty good all year. But this last week or so, again, with so much volatility, nothing to play for, it's been a little bit tough here. Uh, So I'm excited to turn the page to the playoffs uh, starting on, what, I think starting on Friday. Uh, So you already have the matchups, Tampa Bay-Cleveland, Philly-St. Louis, Seattle-Toronto, San Diego-New York Mets. I'm excited to bet some postseason games with you guys starting later this week. And then, of course, NHL we got NHL starting up uh, on Friday, I, th- I believe, as well. So I uh, cannot wait. Starting to get to be to be the busy season. So it's one of the best times of year. I think it is the best time of year, other than March Madness, uh, to be betting on sports right now. So a lot to get to, a lot to talk about. But before we dive in to all of our sweats for today, I got a big bet in the college football game tonight. I got four MLB. We got to update our, N- our NFL card real quick. Some housekeeping. If you haven't done it yet, sign up for the VEASAN newsletter. Just go to VEASAN.com newsletter. You'll get the VEASAN daily every single morning. I get a link to my morning bets pod every morning. Appreciate you guys with the tweets and, uh, you know, the engagements, it's great to see that get off the ground a little bit. And, uh, again, I always joke, but now I know who are the, the early birds and who are the morning people versus who are the late-night people. I used to be a late-night uh, night owl. Well, I'm kind of both now with, with No Sleep Zombie Nation. But uh, either way, guys, uh, appreciate that for listening to Morning Bets. Uh, but a link to that will be always be in the top of the VEASAN Daily Newsletter. Just sign up vEASAN.com newsletter. But today's newsletter led off with some great Steve Mackinan betting systems. So me and Steve are both uh, big betting system people. Uh, we kind of have a similar approach, you know, obviously looking into the past, uh, trying to uncover an actionable edge. Is it guarantee that something in the past will happen uh, the same way in the future? No, but it's kind of a good angle just to know about, hey, what are some situations where it doesn't matter what teams you plug into it, They've been profitable historically, so I think that's the uh, the angle there with betting systems, but Steve's got really interesting data on uh, teams going into a bye week the week before with some numbers that may really surprise you, so I'd highly recommend checking out his article to lead the newsletter today, uh, and then also you will get a breakdown of all of our latest articles. I have a new article today, 5 NFL Week 5 Games the Wise Guys are Targeting, promos for legal sports books uh, as well as links to uh, all the different directions that day in the betting market and Uh, Some good partnerships as well. Like I'm just noticing this. Omaha Steaks. Anyone like Omaha Steaks? Uh, I got it one year for my dad for Father's Day. Well, 50% off statewide. Use promo code VEASAN at checkout for initial 30 bucks off. So there's always some good little uh, little tidbits and little promos there. If you want to buy it for uh, either yourself or, I don't know, your dad, your uncle, your son, uh, some good stakes there uh, if you want to get the discount in the newsletter. So you always get surprised by some good stuff like that every now and again. But that's VEASAN.com slash newsletter. And then, of course, if you want to take that next step in your sports betting journey, uh, you use all the free resources, you feel like you're doing okay, you're doing pretty decent. Well, hey, let's take our game to the next level. In order to do that, become a VEASAN Pro Subscriber. Just go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It's going to cost you the equivalent of 70 cents a day, which is really nothing here. And once you become a member, you get every article behind the VEASAN paywall. Uh, you all get all the pro tools, the betting splits, which are fantastic coming from DraftKings, uh, as well as the pro uh, picks, all the best bets from everybody at VEASAN, uh, as well as the actionable tips, which I think are great. Each show, each show at VEASAN, every hour, submits an actionable pro tip. Uh, and again, are you going to play them all? No, we're going to fade them all? No, but again, these are just little things that, the host of the show say, "Hey, this is important to me. Maybe it should be important to you." So uh, again, that's another great uh, resource there. If you become a Veasan Pro member, Veasan.com/slash subscribe. Then, lastly, get on Twitter. Uh, Twitter is where the betting convo never ends. Twitter is where you stay plugged into a real-time market, constantly moving, constantly changing, and constantly evolving. So it's really important here, especially with so many sports going on at once, uh, that you have um, that you have an opportunity. To get this information quick, and again, it's with, with, with injuries. Uh, obviously, it's with um, you know starting pitchers getting scratched. I know baseball is pretty much uh, over regular season now, but we're gonna get to load management. NBA, NFL is huge on the injury reports. Uh, so get on Twitter, follow the local beat reporters, uh, create a gambling community through direct messaging, uh, and of course, you can always follow at Veasan Live the Mothership. You can follow me at Josh underscore Insights. You can always DM me or shoot me an email. Josh at Beeson.com, questions comments suggestions anything I can do to help you along in your sports betting journey you hit me up you let me know I'll be happy to guide you in the right direction the best way that I can so with that being said we got a lot to get to today we got a big college football uh, showdown here I got a play here that I'm going to share with you in a second I got four MLB then we got to update our NBA or uh, our, uh, NFL card uh, for this weekend so excited about that I would just mention this did anyone see uh, if you're on Twitter I think you're you're just just um, you know smothered with all this Victor Wembanyama uh, you know updates and and um, you know uh, highlights from last night. This kid is like I saw one he, one person's like he's seven foot two. Another person says he's seven foot four. But I have never seen a kid so big. I think he's seventeen, eighteen years old. I believe he's from France. I know he's from Europe. But I've never seen a kid so big be so smooth. So there's a game last night. Uh, the G League, um, Unite, this was, you know, they're calling him like the unicorn here. But this kid looks unbelievable. So I, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. But uh, I scoured the, uh, the odds here for NBA, NBA number one overall pick for 2023. Uh, no site really has a number yet that I found. If you see one, let me know. But this kid, Victor Wembanyama. Seven foot, we'll call them seven foot three. We'll split the difference there. But you know, seven footers typically they're like they're like oafs. They're like you know they don't really have uh, you know much um, you know they're not very smooth. They're kind of lumbering. You know, like you think of like Shaq and you know all these these big guys here. Yao Ming. This guy is smooth as the other side of the pillow. I mean, he's unbelievable in terms of you know his ball handling, his shooting, hitting threes. My whole angle there is not just to say wow this kid's going to be the next star, but let's wait to see. And as soon as we get that number one overall pick market. Uh, I think we only have to hammer Victor Wembanyana. Uh, and another uh, important thing there would be uh, tanking, because I think if this kid is who who we think he is, uh, RIP Dennis Green, they are who, who we thought they were, then probably you're going to get some teams tanking to, to draft this kid. They're saying he's the best prospect, prospect. Uh, since LeBron James and this is kind of the new wave of the NBA the big guy who can shoot the three and ball handle so again just wanted to mention that and if you see number one overall pick odds 2023 you let me know because I'm looking at every book but I can't find any yet Uh, but anyway guys let's start off with big college football matchup for tonight this is a game that we kind of highlighted yesterday I hope you jumped on the plus three because it is dropping right now but it's SMU at UCF now it's notable to me guys is the fact that this is your only game in town tonight? All your baseball games, which we'll get to in a second, they're all four o'clock games. So by by the time seven o'clock rolls around, they're all over with. So what are betters going to get down on tonight? Luckily, we have a Wednesday night lights matchup. It's uh, getting me excited for those um, uh, for those matchups that'll be coming on like Tuesday nights. Uh, but the important thing here is it's the only game in town. So when you're the only game in town and there's nowhere else to go for betters, if you give me a really contrarian, lopsided play. I love the contrarian angle just from the start because, again, uh, if you want some action tonight, this is your only option. And when your only option is is one college football game, it's going to be extremely heavily bet because there's nowhere else to go. So right just from a contrarian angle, uh, I like the opportunity here on SMU. I jumped on SMU plus three. Talked about this one uh, this morning with Mitch and Pauly. Uh, But also from a contrarian angle, SMU is only getting 32% bets. So UCF at home is getting 68% bets. So if a team's getting 68% and the only game in town that's going to be extremely heavily bet, just from a bet against the public angle, Contrarian team there has value with SMU. But as you guys know by now, Contrarian is a starting point. It's not the end-all, be-all. Uh, in order to have, you know, make a smart bet. In my opinion, you have to be not just contrarian, but an indication of some sharp action because then you're applying uh, both both methodologies against the public and with the pros. So not only is SMU super contrarian, only getting 32% in a one-off game tonight, primetime game, think of this as like an NB, N, uh, NHL, or sorry, N, NFL, I'm going to name every sport, but the one I want to talk about, an NFL primetime game. It's kind of like a Thursday night NFL, you know, a Sunday night NFL, Monday night NFL. The fact that it's the only game in town. So not just contrarian, Bet against the public, take SMU, but a really sharp line line move, guys. This open UCF actually laying three and a half at home. It got down to three, and now I'm seeing a bunch of books down to two and a half. So this line is moving toward SMU, uh, despite the fact that UCF is getting a big majority of bets. So that's a classic reverse line move when the betting line moves in the opposite direction of the betting percentages. Think of it this way. If UCF is a big public play, getting almost 70%, they open three and a half. Shouldn't they be up to minus four, minus four and a half, minus five? It's gone the exact opposite. It's falling toward SMU. So I think a recreational better will say, hey, you know, UCF, better team. Um, you know, they've won a couple games. SMU has lost a couple games in a row. UCF is at home. Uh, you, maybe you bet the minus three and a half, you know, a couple days ago. You wake up today, it's down to two and a half. You double down, take them again at a better number. But I think it's always so important, guys, take a step back. Ask yourself this why, 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 why are the odds makers giving you a better number on UCF now? When they're the big public play, that tells me that classic sharp reverse line move here on SMU. Now, the thing is, the key number of three. You got to get the key number three here. So I'm looking across the board. All these UCF minus two and a halves are minus 115, minus 120. So I don't think there's any value to take SMU plus two and a half right now. I think there's two things you can do. One, I would just try to wait it out. Uh, So, number one, I do see a couple threes out there, plus three, minus 115 toward SMU. So, if you see a three, that's what I got. I got plus three. I actually got it yesterday, plus three, minus 110, which was nice. But uh, if you didn't get it and you want to play SMU, you can either wait, see if closer to game day or uh, game uh, game time kickoff here. Just naturally, you see this thing rise back up to three because so much heavy betting on UCF. Or if you want to get SMU and you see a book uh, that has SMU at like plus two and a half at like plus two and a half plus 105 plus two and a half uh even money plus 100 you could buy the half point now i'm not a big proponent of buying points uh because again i think you know buying points in your head you're like oh i'm getting a better number but you're paying a better you're paying a more expensive price and over the long haul it may help you win one bet here or there but it's not that half point won't make as big of a difference as you think over the long haul so basically you're just betting you're paying a more expensive price to buy points and it's going to hurt you in the end on what you get on the buyback here However, the only situation where I am somewhat okay with buying points is if you're around a key number and you're already low juice on your side. Where if you just pay another ten or twenty cents to get the half point, uh, you're back up to just like a minus one fifteen or minus one twenty. So, like for example, you know if you're a team that's like you know plus two and a half at minus one fifteen, I'm not going to take them up to three and have to pay a minus one thirty juice, a minus one thirty five, minus one forty. But if you're plus 2.5 at even or plus 105 and you can pay the half point and get it up to plus 2.5 at minus 120, minus 115, um, then to me that's kind of a little bit more of a palatable, palatable bet. But either way, I'm on SMU plus 3, not just a contrarian sharp reverse line move here, but also kind of a fishy number. You know, you you look at um, uh, kind of look at what these teams have done recently. Uh, SMU is 0-2 their last three. Uh, they haven't covered a number in three straight games. Uh, so you're buying low on the team that hasn't covered versus a uh, versus a UFC team, UFC, a UCF team here that's one, two in a row. Also a conference dog with SMU, kind of that built-in familiarity, the rivalry aspect, just like we like our divisional dogs, NBA, our divisional dogs in MLB and NFL. Same thing there with the conference dogs in college, both pro, or sorry, both uh, college basketball and college football. And then also if I want to bet a dog, I want a dog who can score. I want a dog that can either keep pace or backdoor cover. So the SMU offense, hopefully that's a team that can backdoor cover or keep pace or win outright. How about you make it easy on us tonight SMU stayings? Let's go, just win the damn game outright. But anyway, uh they're averaging 39 points a game. So I think this high-powered offense, that's a good sign. If you're a, you know, low-powered offense, you're only a, a short dog here. You know, that kind of worries me a little bit cuz maybe you won't score enough to keep up, but a uh, dog who can score, that's a good thing there. Uh, also correlative betting, lines moving toward SMU the dog, lines also moving to the under. So if you see the line move to the under and the dog, that's a good thing for the dog. If your of of expected points, uh, basically uh, makes it harder for the favorite to cover. And that's what we saw with this total. It opened 65. It's down to 63 and a half. I lean pretty hard on the under 63 and a half here. I didn't play it. These college totals just to me are really erratic sometimes. I feel like I have way more success with spreads than I do totals in college. Uh, both teams are averaging like, you know, 39 a game, 34 a game, which feels like it's got to go over. When it 65, it's down to 63 and a half. So that would be a little bit of liability there to the under. So I lean under, but my one play here, guys, shop around. Either get the three right now have multiple outs and find that three, wait to see if it goes back to three, or do you pay uh, the 10, 15 cents to take that low-juice 2.5 up to three? Uh, Those would be the options there. But either way, SMU, let's go Stangs. Let's make it easy and win the damn game or lose by two. But again, it's critical on these key numbers to get that key number. So I will be sweating tonight, SMU plus three. There you have it, guys. First half of the pod here in the books. But don't go anywhere. We got a lot to get to. We're going to cap our very last. I'm getting melancholy. I'm getting sad. It's our very last. Full slate of MLB game 162, and we've been grinding since opening day. So it's been a long season, but uh, see if we can end on a high note here and get a you know, unit or two before we get into the postseason. Uh, but don't go anywhere. When we get back, it's going to break down some MLB. Four games today, including a very interesting Red Sox game. Something's going on at Fenway Park today, which may, might be a little bonus here if you want to follow me on this bet. Uh, it's important in the state in the state of, of uh, Mass in Boston and New England, something big is happening today. I'll share with you guys uh, that in one second here. But when we get back, I got four MLB bets to share for today, and then I also have eight updates in the NFL, including a blueprint example of, you know, we always talk about, you know, what makes you bet a game or how to, you know, select a player. How do you feel confident to fire on a bet? Well, I'm going to give you an example of what to not fire on to lay off of. What are the red flags to tell you, hey, there's no edge here. You might as well lay off. I'll give you a perfect example for that when we get back. So don't go anywhere, guys. going to finish up strong in episode 673 of the VEASAN Market Insights Podcast with me, your buddy, your host, the guy you grind and sweat with. In the arena, approaching approaching betting from a data-driven contrarian angle, your buddy Josh Applebaum. Stick with us, guys. We'll be right back.
3: Live on NFL Network, ESPN Two, and streaming on NFL Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL Plus. Visit NFL.com/schedule release to learn more.
2: Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like
4: This episode of Market Insights is brought to you by Yes on Prop 27 and DraftKings. Half the country already allows online sports betting for adults 21 and older. It's time to let California fans and sports bettors in on the action. There's no good reason why your friends in New York, Chicago, Phoenix, Portland, and Boston can bet online, while Californians are still forced to deal with shady bookies and left out in the cold. Prop 27 ensures that California sports bettors and fans will finally catch up to the rest of the country. So make sure you're registered to vote and make sure you vote yes on Prop 27 in this fall's midterm elections in California. All right, everyone, we are back at it on a big Wednesday. We start off the pod uh, breaking down a big SMU and UCF play for tonight. Uh, we look toward yesterday. Sadly, our experiment hitting unders, 1 and 2, minus 1.15 units. I'm uh, I'm hanging by a what am I doing? I will give you the biggest cliche. I'm living my, I'm hanging by a thread. I'm living on a prayer. Whatever you want to call it here with my uh, Toronto Blue Jays over 91 and a half win total. Uh, and boy, if there's any way uh, the betting gods can hear us, can you please just give us maybe a Colorado Rockies win today over 68 and a half? They're at 68 wins and they're facing Kershaw tonight. So, uh, dear God, can we please 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 get a Rockies win? Dodgers, you're gonna win the World Series anyway. You got nothing to play for today. Can you just lose today? Can you give it to the the Rockies? Uh, But I will be paying attention to that. And uh, dear God, can we have a miracle with the Rockies winning one more game to cash our over 68.5 win total. Uh, But anyway, guys, started the pod, talking about that college football game, good contrarian reverse line opportunity if you want to sweat SMU plus three with me. Now let's go to MLB. So, again, be careful. Tread lightly like Walter White said to Hank Schrader. uh, If you don't know me, I suggest you tread lightly. Well, if you don't know the last couple days of the regular season, I suggest you tread lightly. The one edge, guys. Uh, I saw this tweet on Twitter uh, from Ralph Michaels. Does a good job looking at historical data, but he tweeted out something about how the last day of the regular season, game 162, unders over the last I don't know if it was five years, ten years. It was a pretty good sample size. They're like 59, 60 percent. So something to keep an eye out for going into today. Uh, but also, I think we have some opportunities here, not just on some totals, but on some money lines as well. And I'm excited to share with you this Red Sox angle in a second here. But these are all four o'clock games. They're all taking off, or, t- or uh, you know, first pitch at the same time here. So first bet for me, guys, I got one last opportunity to sweat Otani. I'm sweating Otani today. Angels are at the Oakland A's. This is a 4 o'clock game. I'm going to go L.A. Angels. So the L.A. Angels, uh, this is, a, I don't know, I'm a little, it's not the sharpest play in the world, but I think there's a good head-to-head angle here. Uh, so you look at the Angels with Otani facing Ken Waldachuk. Uh, you saw this game actually open like minus 240 Angels. It's down to like minus 210 at some shops, minus 220. So I fully admit there was some money that came in here in Oakland. But I think you got a good matchup here with Otani, and I think this guy is ready to give you one more great performance before the season ends. I think he's going to give it all his all today. He's got a long regular season; he got nothing to hold back after today. Uh, so Otani—that's uh, the angle here. He's 15 and 8 with a 2.35 ERA. Six and 0 his last six starts, and in the month of September, he has a 1.09 ERA. He's been fantastic. He'll he'll be uh, opposing Waldechuk, who's 1 and 2 with a 6.18 ERA. Uh, if you go back just about a week ago. Ohtani went eight innings, no runs, 10 Ks against Oakland uh, and a 4-2 win. So we have kind of have a recent uh, sample here to uh, hopefully give us some some confidence here that Ohtani shut him down last time. Hopefully he can shut him uh, down again today. Correlative betting, even though this line has dipped a little bit toward Oakland, favorite low total. You're a big total of over 200, or you're, sorry, you're a big favorite of over 200 with a total here of six and a half. I mentioned this on the morning bets pod too, but this opened at seven. So if I don't, even, I don't know if anyone got the under seven, but it is now down to six and a half here. Uh, you also look at Oakland, one of the lightest hitting teams in MLB. I think they're hitting like 213, 216. Uh, the Angels are 49-34 and 34 as a favorite. And also you look at Oakland, just 52-90 and 90 as a dog, only 43-75 and 75 against right-handed pitchers. I think the other thing, if you're betting baseball today, gotta check the lineups a lot if you've got nothing to play for you know are you gonna play your big guys are you gonna rest them i noticed with the braves they're at miami miami's favorite atlanta's resting like you know a bunch of their big players there austin riley and uh harris by the way harris and uh rookie of the year let's go michael harris i think Acuna's is out there too so any any game you're betting today make sure make sure you know the lineup who's in and who's out uh but also it's a play for me. Again, as, as I uh, as I said on Otani, maybe not the sharpest play in the world, but I'm back in Otani today see if we can finish off the year with a nice Otani win and start. I am on the L.A. Angels. Got the Angels at minus 212. Next play for me. I'm going to follow that uh, game 162 under trend. Give me the under in Arizona-Milwaukee. This is the lone under that came through for us last night. See if we can get another one today. This is uh, Merrill Kelly against Corbin Burns. Total open at 7, and sweet really juiced up 7 under. Minus 115, minus 120, looking like it's probably going to get down here uh, to uh, to six and a half. So of course, getting that seven. Obviously, we want six runs or less. But if it lands seven, you want to push that under seven versus lose an under six and a half. Uh, but a good pitching matchup. Merrill Kelly, 13 and eight, 3.43 ERA. Corbin Burns, 12 and eight, 2.98 ERA. Won the side last year. Uh, Milwaukee's been good to the under recently. They're seven and two to the under their last nine, and seven and two to the under their last nine at home. So the fact that we have a good pitching matchup, Milwaukee's been trending under in these low-scoring games. Also, by the way, Corey Blazer, home plate ump. He's about 55% historically to the under. Uh, And we do have uh, number one Arizona and under team this year. They're 82-73-5 and to the under. Uh, Pretty much Milwaukee's even, but as I mentioned, they've really been trending under recently. So I'm going to take this under seven. I got the under seven at minus 120. I'm going to see if we can get a low-scoring game here, Arizona and Milwaukee. Next play for me. Pretty sharp line move here. I'm going to go Chicago Cubbies. See if we can finish the year off with a Cubbies win. Cubbies open on the road at Cincinnati. Around a short minus 115 road favorite. They've now been bet up all the way to minus 125. So that is a 10-cent steam move in favor of the Cubs. Road favorites this year have been great, 60%. But I think the advantage here is the pitching matchup. Uh, Sampson, Sampson. Sampson's on the bump. You know what I'm talking about if you know what I'm talking about, I'm half-baked fans out there. Uh, but Samson is 4-5, and 5, 3.10 ERA, but he's been really good in September, 4-0, 1.50 ERA. He'll be facing Ashcraft, uh, who's 5-5 with a 4.52. And Ashcraft, in the month of September, two starts, he has an ERA of around 12. So Samson's thrown the ball much better. Uh, you look at just about a week ago, Samson went seven innings, one earned run, six Ks against Cincinnati, uh, and he and that was a 6-1 win. And in that same game, he did oppose. It was the same matchup. Ashcraft, who went 2.2 innings, gave up five earned runs. Uh, so the Cubbies, they're 10-8, head-to-head this year against Cincinnati. We have a road favorite with a line move. Uh, I'm going to sweat the uh, Chicago Cubbies here. Got the Cubs at minus 125. Uh, last play for me. I kind of tease this a little bit. My Red Sox are out of it. But there's something very interesting and very cool going on at Fenway Park today. Uh, it is Dennis Eckersley's. Final call, final call. This is the last time Eckersley, if, if uh, you know, Jerry Remy passed away, who I grew up with, uh, you know, Orsillo and Remy. Uh, and then obviously, you know, Eck took over and Eck's the coolest guy. He's got some incredible phrases. Like, so he talks about your salad, which is your hair and the high cheese. And he's just, just an awesome announcer, obviously hall of famer as well. Uh, and I have a memory of, I believe in 1998, finish his career with the Red Sox and I think I was, what was I, like eight years old at that at that point. Um I remember him pitching for the Sox. But uh this is a big thing. This is you know Red Sox obviously don't have much to celebrate here. It's been a really bad year. Uh but the Red Sox uh they've won a couple games here against Tampa. It's the final game of the regular season. Tampa, you're probably gonna rest some guys because you want to get ready for that uh that playoff opener against Cleveland on Friday. So it kind of means more to Boston than it does Tampa. And the angle with Dennis Eckersley is that it's his final game, and he's been you know, talking to the players. He's been getting interviewed. He's going to throw out the first pitch. There's a huge dedication to Dennis Eckersley today. And wouldn't you know it, really sharp line move to the Boston Red Sox. So the Red Sox opened actually a dog at some shops. I saw some shops open like minus 115 raised, plus 105 socks. Socks are getting absolutely steamed by some X-Steam today. Uh, remember David Eckstein, almost a little shortstop there uh, for the Angels. But X-Steam, not Stein. But X steam here toward Dennis Eckersley in his final call. Red Sox plus 105. Now they're like minus 135, minus 140. So a big move here toward Boston. Uh, I'm going to go with that steam in a game that probably matters more to Boston than it does Tampa. I know the lineup. Red Sox are playing everybody. Devers, Bogarts. Could be Bogarts last game too. He's a free agent. Hope they resign him, but who the heck knows about that. So there's kind of a lot of reasons where Boston maybe just wants to end the season on a good note. Tampa Bay's got nothing to play for. Line move toward Boston. Uh, should also be a uh, favorite with a low total. Total opened uh, actually 7.5. I think got up to 8. Now it's juiced up 8 under, minus 115. Maybe it comes back down a little bit. Uh, Fleming is on the bump for Tampa, a lefty, 2-4, and four, 6.23 ERA. Nick Pavetta, 10-12, 4.56 ERA. But the Red Sox actually, they've been bad against righties this year. Um, they've actually been pretty good against lefties. Against lefties, they're 23-12. and 12. Uh, against righties, they're 55-71, and 71. so that's a good angle there uh, to look at the Red Sox against a left-handed pitcher. So it's X last day. Let's send him off on, on a high note. Let him ride off into the sunset. I'm on the Boston Red Sox. Uh, last last Sox game I can sweat for another six months. I'm on the Red Sox at minus 140. So our four-pack in MLB, can we get three of these? Give me the Angels, Otani, minus 212, Milwaukee, under 7, Chicago Cubs, minus 125, and the Boston Red Sox, minus 140. Uh, now to some NFL updates, guys, including a play that I just made on Thursday Night Football, and I think an example of a game that to me is the perfect layoff situation. So let's start with a bet that I just made. Uh, I made it this morning, talked about it to Mitch and Paulie, but tomorrow night again it's Thursday Night Football. I have a full breakdown for you on the game, but I got down on the under in this game. Give me the under 42 and a half. I noticed yesterday it was at some 43s. Woke up this morning 42 and a half. I see some books getting down to 42. Uh, shop around because there's still some hooks out there. You want to get that hook. That way it lands 42. You cash the under. Hopefully it won't matter. uh, But I did get the under 42.5. What's notable to me, the line move, 43.5 down to 42.5 for now 42. I don't have to tell you, unders have been great this year, 59%. Primetime unders, 9-4. Since 2019, they are 59% as well. Also, uh, both these teams good to the under. The Colts are 4-0 to the under. Denver's 3-1 to the under. They're both scoring like 15 a game, giving up 20 a game. So you have bad offenses with good defenses. You know, if you look at the weather mile high, it shouldn't really be an issue. It's about 70 degrees, like five, six miles an hour of wind. So nothing crazy in terms of um, in terms of the weather. Like it's like a windy underplay. But to me, that screams under. We have unders doing well. Primetime unders doing great. The totals falling. Two teams that stylistically are kind of, you know, run the ball, chew the clock and play low scoring games. So I'm holding an under 42 and a half for tomorrow again place it this morning if you like that under find that hook there are some couple hooks out there but you got to shop around you got to make sure you can find one so that's that's the the bucket a of of making a bet that you feel like you have an edge on bucket b is the spread in this game i want nothing to do with the spread guys it kills me because you know these primetime games i love taking a hazmat dog or i love taking a fade the trendy dog it's been pretty nice the last two there with two great fade the trendy dogs with um Actually, I think it's three straight because we had a sharp gross dog with Dallas Monday night. Then we had a fade-the-trendy dog with the Bengals. Then we had a fade-the-trendy dog with the Niners. So we've had like three straight primetime really sharp sides. This one is an example of I want nothing to do with it, and I think this is a perfect teachable moment of when you want to lay off a game. So I'll give you a perfect example. Number one, the line's going to Denver. Denver opened 25 They got up to minus three. Uh, They're up to three and a half at some shops, but some shops were three and a half down to three. Now you're back up to three and a half, but you're juiced up three and a half toward Indy. Like it may fall back down to three. So on the one hand, it's like, okay, lines moving to Denver. Uh, But then you look at um, a lot of the systems. They're all on Indy. Uh, Indy is a primetime dog. Conference dogs, six or less have been great. Dogs who missed the playoffs last year, road dogs, a dog that didn't cover last week. This has been a really good one. But if you're a dog, I want to mention this. If you're a dog, this week, who did not cover last week, 14-4 and four against the spread, 78%. So that would match with Indy. But here's another reason why I'm not going to bet Indy. Uh, it's a 50-50 bet split. I look at the bets and dollars at DraftKings. It's 50% bets, 50% tickets, or sorry, 50% tickets, 50% money on both sides. So there's no contrarian angle. You have a lot of these you know, betting system dog matches with Indy, yet Denver has the line move. There's buyback on Indy, and then also Thursday Night Football, you tend to see these home favorites do very well. Uh, they're two and one ATS this year, but if you look at home favorites in Thursday night, they're around 57% the last decade. So this is a perfect example of no edge either way. Again, if you tell me you like Indy, I get it. You're getting an inflated line. If you get the three and a half, maybe it falls back down to three. If you tell me you like Denver, I get that as well. The home favorites have done well and the line is moving toward Denver, but right off the bat, when I see a 50, 50 bet split, I'm automatically leaning, not betting it, because there's no contrarian value. The public's undecided. There's no lopsided love or recency bias toward one team, which creates value to go the other way. So there's no contrarian value, and I think you can make cases for both sides of this game. So you know what, guys? When situations like that arise, I just don't want any part of it. So again, we'll see. Maybe something happens tomorrow. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Denver starts to tick up in terms of a ticket count. Uh, Maybe you start to see this thing fall three and a half down to three. By the way, Jonathan Taylor is out for Indy. That's another reason why I like this under, but also Javante Williams is out for Denver, and also Russell Wilson is probably going to play but he's banged up. So you add it all up, I feel like there's a great edge to the under. It's clearly dropping, it's cl- clearly a primetime under with two good running teams and under teams versus a, sp- a side here which completely has no, you know, specific edge one way or the other. So when that happens, I want no part of the uh and I want no part of the side that has no edge, but I do want a part of that total. So I'm on 42 and a half under tomorrow night, but I most likely 99% will not be playing this side. And again, I hope I explained that well enough because to me, that's something you can use moving forward. And again, it's, it's always okay to not place a bet. Like, as we mentioned, like a lot of these uh, primetime games, games recently, what's been great is that they're matching our system. So like we get used to like, Oh, Thursday night, you know, Sunday night, Monday night, we got these really sharp plays. We can sweat. Well, not every game will feature a sharp play. Some games will just feature normal movement with no contrarian value and conflicting systems. So, again, if you don't have an edge, lay off. I don't think you should ever bet a game just because you want action. Bet a game because you feel like you have an edge, which is an advantage over the sportsbook. So, again, hopefully I explained that okay. Uh, but just some updates here on some more games. I uh, mentioned the Giants and Green Bay. I bet the under 41 and a half the other day. Notice today, it's down to 41 or 40 and a half. So if you want to get down on that G-men under with me in, uh, in London, probably want to get it now sooner than later. You're starting to miss the number here, but that is a good sign that that Green Bay G-men under is continuing to move toward the under. That would be a windy under system match. Uh, we've seen both teams three and one to the under. Uh, and it would also be uh, a total that falls under. Uh, those totals that fall to the under, the under is 23 and 15, 61%. So just – further validation to that Giants under if you got the under 41 and a half you're feeling good right now it fell a point over the last 24 hours this one is just so gross I probably have to be a part of it do I feel like they have any chance at covering no but man really sharp to the Washington commanders Tennessee uh, is one two straight I think Washington has lost three straight but the Tennessee Titans were like minus three opener they're down to two and a half even though they're getting across the board uh, it's unbelievable here I think they're getting like 80 90 percent of bets. So there's something going on with Washington. It's hard to sweat Carson Wentz, Tennessee. I give him credit. I thought they're after that Bills game. I'm like, oh, they're just they don't have it this year. But Frable, Frable does it again, making uh you know making lemonade out of lemons there. Um, but again, Tennessee getting all the betting. But why would they fall three down to two and a half? There's something going on with the Commanders. I wouldn't bet them two and a half now. I'd wait to see if you can get a three. If you can find the key number of three, I feel like Washington. I don't feel like it. I'm, you know data wise, it does really appear here that Washington's taking in some uh, some smart money. Uh, next one for me, the Jets. Uh, I mentioned this the other day, but did anyone jump on the Jets in the hook? Plus three and a half. I'm on the Jets in the hook. I bet them the other day. I bet them yesterday. Notice today, they're down to three at some shops. So public is all over Miami. The Jets are only getting 31% of bets. And I don't know. I feel like you're reading all these tweets about Teddy Two Gloves, Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Covers. Here's the key, guys. Teddy Covers, yes, he's got great ATS record, uh, but he's a, a, a great cover when he's a dog, not when he's a favorite. So uh, this one to me is notable because Jets – We're getting three and a half. Now these books are falling down to three. That's a divisional dog, super contrarian. Uh, I think Bridgewater is being a little bit overvalued here. Uh, You do have Miami with a rest advantage. I don't love that because they played Thursday. Jets played Sunday, Uh, but dog missed the playoffs 28 and 14, 67%. That would match with the jets here. Uh, So I jumped on jets and the hook three and a half. If you can still find a three and a half out there, that's the play for me, divisional dog with some late buyback, contrarian. Uh, if you are if you don't have a 3.5, wait it out because all these 3s are minus 120. It may naturally get up to 3.5, but I'm on the Jets with the hook in that one. Another one I really like, the Cleveland Browns. I bet them at plus 3. Uh, they were getting 3. Now they're down to 2.5 at some shops. That's notable because uh, you're getting around 70% of bets on the Chargers, yet line freeze at 3, didn't go to 3.5 or 4, or reverse line move. Some of these 3s are juiced up like they're falling down to 2.5 there also be a West Coast team going east for a one o'clock kickoff, so kind of screws up your body clock there. But uh, that's also a by dog who lost and didn't cover versus a favorite who won and covered their last game, so kind of a by sell high mismatch there. So I'm looking at the um, uh, Cleveland Browns plus three, then also San Fran Carolina. It's a really public play, but I think smart money likes uh, San Fran here as well. The 40, you probably lost value now, but they opened minus three and a half the Niners at Carolina. Now they're up to minus 6.5, and, and there's really been no buyback whatsoever. I don't think they want to go to 7 because the oddsmakers will get hit with some Carolina money at plus 7, key number. But San Fran, to me, is kind of in a really good teaser spot. You know, If you still want to take a teaser here, 6.5 down to a half point, I know you want to go through two key numbers, 3 and 7. You're only going through one here. Uh, but to me, that's been no let up on San Fran. So if you like uh, another dance partner with San Fran, big movement in their favor. Uh, but, again, you're getting the worst of it, so maybe you tease them down a little bit. Uh, Dallas and the Rams, I just wanted to mention this real quick because um, early on I was like, okay, Dallas is going to be a really sharp dog. Uh, this game opened early at Rams laying seven, got all the way down to four and a half. I'm like, okay. I even saw one shop get down to four. Um, and I'm like, okay, Dallas taking a lot of money. But this looks like a trendy dog with Dallas. If you look at the updated numbers here, uh, Dallas is getting like 68% of bets, um, coming off a win and a cover. Rams not looking good in prime time. But when this bottomed out at minus four, It then got hit by a lot of Rams money. Rams are now back up to minus five and a half. So uh, it's actually going the other way. So I I wouldn't rush to the window to bet Dallas. Maybe you lay off this one entirely, but Rams are kind of in that look bad, didn't cover versus a team that looked good and did cover. And late movement is going back toward the Rams. And again, if you're a favorite only getting uh, 35% of bets, that's notable. That looks like a fade, the trendy dog as of now we'll see how it develops, but uh, it's going back toward uh, the Rams there. So I wouldn't rush to the window to bet Dallas. And then lastly, been talking about this game quite a bit, but Cincy and Baltimore. I uh, really like the Bengals here. The key is you got to get the 3.5. It opened at Baltimore laying 3.5, got down to 3. You're really juiced up minus 3, minus 115, like it's going to come back uh, toward the um, toward the 3.5. But That would be a divisional dog. Uh, that would be a primetime dog. You also have Joe Burrow, 13-7 ATS as a dog. And the beauty of this one is it's not a trendy dog. It's a gross dog. Only 36% of bets. On Cincinnati here, so keep an eye out for uh, the Bengals. Try to get the hook if you're going to sweat that divisional dog in prime time with me. And of course, got to mention it, the under open 49 down to 48 and a half. It's tough; these teams score a lot, but uh, how many times am I going to say it's a sharp uh, prime time under? But I'm not going to play it, and then the under comes through. So just want to throw that in as well. But anyway, guys, a big Wednesday. We got a college football game. We got some MLB, uh, and we're one day closer to the NFL. So really excited to uh, get in the arena back with you guys today. Reminder: if you enjoy the Market Insights podcast, if it's helped you to, you know, think through bets, walk through the process of, you know, sharp contrarian and looking at percentages and line moves and betting systems, uh, and it maybe it's helped you become a better better and you know turn a little bit of a profit, or maybe you're a flat better now. You don't parlay everything. Whatever the case may be, if the pot has helped you and you want to let me know you appreciate the hard work I put in, grinding in the arena every single day, and there's one thing I ask of you: buy my book. Go to Amazon.com, type in the Everything Guide to Sports Betting. Pick up a copy for you or for a friend. It would mean the world to me, guys. i got everything I've learned in the industry, how lines are set, how and why they move, how to read line movement, how to locate sharp action, how to go contrarian, how to place a bet in person or online, how to shop for the best line, all included in my book, The Everything Guide to Sports Betting. So if you want to pick one up, it would really mean the world to me. If you already have, thank you, thank you, and thank you again. With that being said, whether I see you at the Borgata in Atlantic City, Twin River, in Rhode Island, the Brooklyn, New Hampshire, Foxwoods or Mohegan Sun down in Connecticut. I actually have an update on Massachusetts. I tweeted this out, but there's a huge vote tomorrow at the Mass Gaming Commission. They're going to vote on the timeline for launching legalized sports betting. So people have been tweeting me, any updates on Mass? Hey, you got Tyrone Bigum. hey, you got any of got any those, uh, those 5 o'clock uh, updates there on Mass? Yes, tomorrow's a big vote. Hopefully they're going to say, uh, let's move forward, and hopefully by Super Bowl or earlier we will be completely legal in Mass. Uh, or, of course, out in the desert where the True Grinders get down, where Billy Walters sends his number runners where the lowest juice possible is found at the South Point, uh, or, of course, at the Stadium Swim, so when Sharp Contrarian plays with the crew and Stormy with your feet in the pool or getting a victory burger in front of the big screen or the Mandalay Bay or the Superbook, wherever it may be, you're going to walk up to me. And hopefully, 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 dear God, say a prayer. I don't feel great about it, but can we just get a, a really lucky Rockies win to get our over-68.5 half? That's what I'm really focused on tonight. Again, we got SMU. We got all these baseball sweats. But can we can we deliver a miracle here uh, with uh, with a Rockies win over Kershaw? We shall see. I'm on pins and needles. Let's go, Rockies. But anyway, guys, my parting words as always. Stay sharp. Stay contrarian. Bet against the public. Place yourself on the side of the house. Always be with the smart money. Never against the will smart money win every time? Of course not. But we're playing a long game. Anything can happen in a one game, you know, sample. But over the long haul. Smart money wins a majority of the time, 55 to 60 percent. So that's why we want to be against the public, who more often than not loses, with the house, who always wins, and with the pros, who have a track record of success. If we can do that, if we can bet against the public, place ourselves on the side of the house, be with the smart money, uh, flat bet, avoid parlays, get closing line value. If we can do that, we're just going to be we're going to be okay long term. We're going to be fine as frog hair, as my guy uh, Jick Jack at the Boer Vaj likes to say. So enjoy the sweats. See if we can get some winners tonight, guys. I enjoy, uh, as always, the opportunity to uh, walk into the virtual bar and sweat games and talk games with you. Uh, But Let's have a day. Good luck. Enjoy the sweats. And as always, don't forget to tip your ticket writer. Good luck, everybody.